Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. So we had been discussing chapter 5, Gnana Karma Sanyasa Yoga, Yoga of True Renunciation of Actions. And we are coming to the concluding part of chapter 5, the last three verses. And we have seen previously that Bhagavan said that the one who develops qualities which are appropriate to merge with Brahman, he merges with Brahman. Yah anta sukhaha antaha ramaha tatha antaha jyotihi eva yah sahayogi brahma nirvanam brahma bhuto adhigachade. These are the qualifications one must develop if he wants to attain that eternal liberation, he wants to merge with the Supreme Self. If he wants to achieve the final goal of attaining complete liberation, then he needs to understand this finite being is not capable of attaining that. He has to leave attachment with this finite being, this body, mind and intellect, which is running outside and seeking happiness outside. That idea has to be renounced, that happiness lies outside in the world. And he has to develop qualities where he becomes satisfied within his own self. Yeha antaha sukhaha who finds his happiness within himself. Ya antaha ramaha, who revels in his own self. Antaha jyotihi, he reveals his own existence. I do not need anyone to convince me that I exist. I know I exist. No other, other verification is required. For everything else, I need verification. Whether I'm smart, whether I'm powerful, whether I've achieved anything. Am I an architect or not? I need a verification. But whether I exist, I need no verification. I know that the self-emerging knowledge, but once a one who is relying on that, one who identifies with that, Sahayogi Brahma Nirvanam, he loses his self, he loses his identity in that greater identity. As we have seen in our analogy, when a small company merges with a big company, the small company's name goes away. And it becomes one with the larger company. Labhante Brahma Nirvanam Rusayakshina Kalmashaha. But to achieve that, you have to become Kshina Kalmasha without any impurities of mind. But once those disease who have purified themselves of all sins, they achieve this Brahma Nirvanam. They dissolve themselves into this Brahman. And we have seen this. Sin is nothing but the agitations in my mind. As long as I want something out of this world, it's a desire. And as long as I don't have it, I'm incomplete. That creates agitation. If I acquire it, I want to preserve it, that creates another agitation. I accomplished all that, but it may go away. I have... I have this bank balance in my 401k 
it seems I'm set from my retirement. What happens if the market collapses and I lose everything? So there's always fear of preserving what I have and also an anxiety about what I have not accomplished. One, one who is without this agitation in his mind, whose mind is purified, he attains that ultimate truth. He becomes one with that Supreme Self. Chinnadvaidaha. He does not see the duality. Up till now, I have lived my life as an island. The world is outside, which is competing with me, and I have to get my happiness out of it. So I'm constantly in battle with this world outside as an individual. If that individuality is dissolved, and if I expand my identification, as we have seen before, right now my ego is concentrated in my this limited self, which I call myself. If I can expand my ego to include others, my identification. So at a small level, we all do that. We identify with our family. We identify with our friends. We identify with our community, our nation. Therefore, when Brazil was not doing well in coronavirus, we were not that upset. But now India is not doing well. We are all very disturbed. Why? Because identification. I expanded my identification from not just me, but the country where I was born and raised, and also the country which I live in. So Bhagavan says, Chinnadvaidaha. They have expanded their identification to include everything. Yat Atmanaha has a control over this limited self. Sarvabhutahiterata. Once I identify with the world, then my recreation becomes to seek the welfare of all beings. Sarvabhutahiterata. So these are the qualifications we have seen of the person who wants to achieve the liberation. Mumuksha, who is desirous of moksha, the liberation. One who is happy the way he is, he does not need anything to do with this. But one who is not happy with the condition he is in and he wants that liberation for him, these are the qualifications he has to achieve, he has to strive for. And then the next three verses, the last three verses, they are actually introductory verses for the next chapter. Swamiji explains that in Sanskrit literature, it is very common that the author will introduce a subject at the end of a chapter so that you are ready for the next chapter. So it's like in Gujarati magazines, the story gets very interesting and then it ends and says, more interesting part will be in the next edition. So Bhagwan is also using the similar technique. He is introducing meditation in these last three verses. And these verses are more like sutras. In very succinct way, the entire process of meditation and the goal is described. It says, Sparsan krutva bahihi bahiyan chaksuhucha evantare bruoho pranapanao samokrutva nasya bhyantara charino. Here is the entire technique of meditation is given. The first is sparsan krutva bahihi bahiyan. Keep all the sense objects outside, outside of your perception. So don't let the senses bring the information from outside of the sense objects, which then creates these impressions on your mind. 
you shut off that mechanism of bringing all those impressions from the outside. So this is something like if you have an old style camera which has a Kodak film in it. If you open the shutter, whatever is inside, the image will come inside to the lens and then the film is like your mind. So the film will capture the impression on it. So there are two ways you can avoid taking any picture. One is you don't open the lens at all. I have done it before and I forgot to remove the cap. I kept clicking but nothing on the film because the lens was covered. The Kathopanese said you should fold your senses into the mind. And the senses are not turned inward. They are not looking outwards. Then there is no experience from outside. Or keep the experience outside, outside only. Not let it influence your mind. Chaksuhu eva antare bruvoho and focus your gaze at the juncture of your eyebrows. It says that now that you have turned your gaze inside, you have to focus on your mind. So your now mind is focused, laserized. We have good explanation about the scientific or medical uh, implication of focusing between the eyes. But from a yogic perspective, we are focused on Agna Chakra. In our bodies, we have six chakras. In some tradition, the seventh chakra, which is the Sahasrara Chakra, which is also called Brahmarandra. That's your exit point when you die, if you are a yogi. Bhagavan says here that focus on your Agna Chakra. The Agna Chakra is also called third eye. In our literature, it is Shiva third eye. The eye of wisdom. So this third eye or Agna Chakra is supposed to be associated with the subtle body, the mind and intellect. So rather than focusing on the world outside, now you focus on the world inside, on your mind and intellect. And turn them towards the Sahasrara Chakra, which is a connection between you and the Supreme. So Bhagavan said, Chaksuhucha eva antare bruvaha. Focus your attention between the two eyebrows with Agna Chakra. It's also corresponding to the pineal gland in your physiology. And therefore we also have a bindi in our culture at that point. And also the yogis, they put Chandan Tika to keep that Agna Chakra protected. Prana Pano Samokritva. We've also learnt in chapter 3, I think it was verse 29, which says, they offer the prana into apana or apana into prana. One of the yagnas is this prana apana yagna, which is basically purak or kumbhak pranayam. There was a great technique developed by all of our rishis. They noticed that my mind affects my breathing. And so if I use that knowledge of my observation that there is a connection between my mind and my breathing, I can control breathing to control my mind. So I can regulate breathing to control my mind. And this whole elaborate science of pranayama was developed. So here it says prana and apana making them equal. In other words, there is no imbalance between the two, which in turn will control my mind, will make my mind balance. 
પ્રાણાપાનવ સમૂહ કરતો જ્ઞાનેશ્વર મહારાજ જ્ઞાનેશ્વરી અને ઇટ્સ ઇઝ કમ્બાઇન્ડ ધ પાવર ઓફ પ્રાણા એન્ડ અપાના ટુગેધર એન્ડ ડિરેક્ટેડ ટુવર્ડ્સ યોર સહસ્રાર ચક્ર so this energy which is right now used for maintaining this body equalize it so the body is maintained with a very minimal energy the rest of the energy is focused towards your sahasrar chakra where you have a connection with your great self the energy which we receive from that great self is through that chakra according to the yogic tradition so bhagwan said balance your prana and apana nasa bhyantara charina which are happening in your nostrils yat indriya manaha buddhihi munihi moksha parayana if you are desirous of liberation if a goal is to achieve liberation then you have to make this preparation throughout your life it is not something that you get up one morning and start meditating bhagwan buddha did not get up early that morning under a bodhi tree and said i need to meditate and achieve enlightenment he had to work all his life to achieve that enlightenment yat indriya manaha buddhi this is the practice that has controlled my organs my senses my mana my mind and my buddhi this cannot happen as we know overnight it also is not going to happen just because you decided to do so it's a constant practice without any gap in it eknath iswaran used to say that if you miss a day in meditation it takes a week to make up and if you miss a week of meditation it takes a month to make it up if you miss a month it takes a year to make it up so it's a constant practice to control your organs control your mind control intellect now we are all doing it so it's not something which is not in our control we control our organs in a sense that we don't behave in a in a proper manner in a public we also control our mind sometimes we feel like doing something but we realize it's not a right thing to do so we control our mind we control intellect too sometimes we get fancy ideas but then we think no that's not a right thing we do have capabilities except our goal is different in using that capability we are trying to achieve something from this world here it says moksha parayana those who are mumukshu those who are desirous of liberation they use this capability to control mind intellect and body in achieving that liberation વિગત ઈચ્છા ભય ક્રોધ ધીસ ઇઝ ઓનલી પોસિબલ ઇફ યુર વિધઆઉટ એની ડિઝાયર ફિયર એન્ડ એંગર વી નો દેટ અવર લાઈફ ઇઝ બેસિકલી ઇઝ નથિંગ બટ એ પરમિટેશન કોમ્બિનેશન ઓફ ધીસ થ્રી ઇધર વી આર ડિઝાયર ઓફ ગેટિંગ સમથિંગ વી આર ફિયરફુલ ઓફ સમથિંગ મે નોટ ગેટ ઇટ ઓર આઈ એમ એંગ્રી ઇટ because my mind is right now turned outside seeking happiness if i realize that the happiness does not lie outside the world of objects has no capability to give me happiness as we have seen every object which gives me happiness has equal capability to give me unhappiness if that's true they actually cancels each other out it is like the 
particles which have a negative and positive charge, they cancel each other out and they disappear. These objects are illusory. They do not have the essential thing which I am seeking, happiness. Vigata Icha Bhaya Krodaha Yasada Mukta Evasaha. Once I have realized, once I am firmly convinced that my happiness does not lie in the world of objects, such a person, Yasada Muktaha Evasaha, he becomes ever free because now he is not dependent on the world of objects, he is dependent on himself. The last verse says, Bhuktaram Yagna Tapasam Sarvaloka Maheshwaram Surudam Sarvabhutanam Gnatvamam Santim Ruchati Ruchati Santim Gnatvamam Knowing me, he attains that everlasting peace. That the me is defined as Bhuktaram Yagna Tapasam One who is the enjoyer of all yagnas and tapas. Sarvaloka Maheshwaram, who is the Lord of all the worlds. If we can define this entity, which is the enjoyer of all yagnas and tapas, and he is the Lord of all the worlds, my consciousness is the Lord of my world. You live in your world, I live in my world. My world is possible because I am alive. My consciousness is the Lord of my world. Every yagna which I perform and every tapas which I do, which is yagna is my self-dedicated activities and tapas is my austerity. In other words, everything that I do to achieve my happiness is my yagna. I am offering my activities in that yagna to achieve my happiness, their liberation. And every, every discipline which I perform is my tapas. And who is the enjoyer of that? Is my own consciousness. And my consciousness is the Lord of my world. So is yours and so is hers and so is his. When you combine all that as a one entity, all the yagnas and tapas which are happening in this world by all beings at any level, if my consciousness and your consciousness is one and the same, he is the Lord. The Ishwara is the Lord of all the beings in all the worlds and he is the enjoyer of all the yagnas and all the tapas. So he is the Lord of all the lords. And as Swamiji says, if the king in a kingdom, he is not very easy to approach. Now he is the Lord of all the lords. Then he must be very difficult to approach, he said, no, he's Suhrudam Sarvabhutana. He's the friend of all the beings. He's always with you. My consciousness is with me all the time. Your consciousness with you all the time. So he's with you. He's guiding you, supporting you all the time. Gnatvamam Santim Having known that the Lord of my being is within me, the Lord of my world is within me. He is the enjoyer of all my actions. Once I recognize him, that he is not limited to me, but he is all-pervading supreme self, pervading the entire universe and all beings, I will achieve that everlasting peace. Santim, 
ruchati he achieves that everlasting peace we'll conclude chapter 5 here today and we'll start chapter 6 dhyana yoga if you find this podcast helpful please support it by donating any amount by going to the episode's website at neelbutt.podbean.com or at chinmayarichmond.org thank you om sarve bhavantu sukhina sarve santu niramayah sarve bhadrani pashyantu ma kaschit dukh bhag bhave om shantihi 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 hari yo श्री गुरुभ्यो नम हरि ओ